Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number one. We are going to start off with our regular segments called In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover. Then we will interview Andrea to hear her story about getting into nutrition and transitioning to motherhood. Don't forget, all of the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and are not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Welcome to our first podcast. Hey, Andrea. Hey. hey. How's it going? Tell me what's going on lately. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, so it was Remy, my eight-month-old first Thanksgiving. He's actually officially eight months today. Nice. And so that was a great time. Um, I've been starting a new group program that I'm super excited about because it gets into all the mindset stuff that I love, and I've been integrating that in with my clients, and it's been a ton of fun. And then just, man, just watching my little guy start to crawl and move and pull up on everything and get into everything and have his own little personality has just been awesome. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, my daughter, she's three, and we are in a different stage of, of tantrum. So that is <laughs> fun and exciting. Um, going back to, uh, I just started reading Tears and Tantrums by Aletha Salter. And so I'm trying to like go back to some of that where parenting to try to manage that. Um, but we had a good holiday. And I'm pretty excited about this podcast. We I know we just kind of narrowed out our first logo and I know that everything's kind of new but I'm pretty excited about it oh me too yes this is super exciting I was so so excited when you asked me to do this (laughs) thanks for joining me are you ready to get started yes all right so we are going to move on to our first segment called in the kitchen and these are your quick nutrition tips Our tip for this week, um, now everybody's going to be getting this in January, but it's, I feel like it's a good one after the holidays, is to make enough for leftovers. Um, my husband used to hate leftovers. So we were cooking seven nights a week and we both work from home now. So this is three meals a day, seven times a week. It gets to be a lot. So eventually, we just started cooking more in bulk. So we'd cook two whole chickens because we'd have enough for leftovers, and that made our lives so much easier. Do you have anything to add about that, Andrea? No, I just thought I love leftovers. I grew up in a family where we ate leftovers, and I think it is such an awesome thing uh, to do. It helps so much. It's so nice coming home and being like, oh, look, I just get to warm up this meal. So I completely agree. Wonderful. All right, we're going to move on to our movement makeover. And Andrea, this was your tip of the week. So I'm going to have you talk about getting off your butt. Yes. So my tip of the week is actually getting up when you want or need something. I catch myself doing this all the time. I don't know if you ever do, where I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I really want some water. And like my husband will be across the room and I'm like, hey, go get me some water. Where it's like, I could just get off my own butt and get my own water. Or if I'm by myself, like sometimes I just won't drink water or go to the bathroom because I don't want to get up. And I mean, it's usually because I'm doing something, but it's just all these moments in the day where we we have these opportunities for movements that we just don't take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And Anytime you can get up, start moving, get your blood flowing, it's super helpful. It increases your metabolism. It helps your muscles function better, recover better. 
and yeah, like little things like I have, you know, a two level house too. And so anything that requires me to go downstairs, I'm like, oh, I better have like five things I need to get downstairs before I go. And it's like, no, I can go downstairs five separate times. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so. almost like maybe you should leave something upstairs so that you have to go up the stairs a couple exactly. more times. Yes. No, I'm right there with you. I feel like that might have been kind of early postpartum for me. Started being like, oh, well, honey, you go get this. I'm taking, you know, I've got the baby or I'm nursing or something like that. And then it just becomes routine. It's like, oh, she's fine. She doesn't need me. I can go get my own glass of water. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now we're going to be able to hear about Andrea's story. In future episodes, we are going to have topics, special guests, questions after these first two episodes where we're going to tell you a little bit about us. So if you want to move on and get to these later, you can do that and keep an eye out for calls of questions on our website. So Andrea, tell me about how you got into this. What's your passion and what's your story? Yeah, so it's definitely been a kind of a winding story of how I got here. Um, And there's lots of different components, so I'll try to uh, break it down. But it all started because my focus was always brain health. Like, I just always felt like my brain was not um, functioning as optimally as it could. Uh, My parents put me on um, Ritalin when I was in the fourth grade, and it just kind of, that's what it was. They gave it to me and I took it and, you know, there was no really questions asked. (laughs) And when I was in high school, I decided that I wanted to get off of them. And honestly, I'm not sure exactly what made me decide to get off them in the first place, um, back then, but it would just became something that I was like, you know what, these just don't seem right. And I want to get off these. So I used to think that I was totally healthy. I never associated my brain and health, if that makes sense. Like it was, it had nothing to do with diet or exercise to me. It was like, oh, my brain isn't functioning right. What supplement do I need to take? What, you know, brain games do I need to play? Um, Because I thought being skinny meant that I was healthy. And, you know, I got my dad's genes and my dad's super skinny. And so I was always skinny growing up. And so I didn't think I needed to exercise, didn't think I needed to worry about what I was eating. And, um, you know, when I went off to college, I was like, oh my gosh, finally I can eat whatever I want. Cause my parents always, you know, made us eat fairly healthy. They, you know, we had meat and vegetables at dinner and had fairly well-rounded and home-cooked meals. And um, so in college, I was like, okay, I can have pizza and I can eat ice cream for dinner every night. Like, I can go go ham. Um, and the only exception to that, ironically enough, was around finals when everyone else was binging on sweets and treats and stuff. It's the one time I would try and eat healthy because it just intuitively made sense to me. And um, even though my definition of healthy at the time was probably like an iceberg lettuce from Subway, but hey, I was trying. And um, I really started to hate the way the medications were making me feel. At this point, I think I had been on three or four different ones, like tried Adderall, Ritalin, Wellbutrin. And I hated feeling so dependent on them. Uh, They spiked my heart rate. And at that time, since I was a movement science major at the University of Michigan, And I was learning about exercise and how important it was other than making you or what I thought it was for was, you know, making you skinny. I realized there's, oh, a whole host of other benefits to it. Um, 
I would try and exercise and I couldn't because my heart rate would spike so much. I would just walk across campus and my heart rate would be like 150. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, And on top of that all, I still didn't feel like the meds were doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, In college, you obviously run into people who take ADD medications and they're not really supposed to be taking it. And they'd be like, man, I can, you know, take this Adderall and sit down and study for five hours and get all these awesome benefits. And I'm like, I just have to take it to not feel terrible. Like at this point, it was just my body was reliant on them. And if I didn't take them, I would be like a walking zombie. So I kept switching from medications to medications because I was like, well, if I'm gonna take it I want it to at least work and have these awesome benefits that other people are having and nothing nothing helped and in me I think researching these medications I came across the fact they all have like black box warnings on them which is basically a step away of them being pulled from the market um and I was like hmm this doesn't seem right. No one has ever told me <laughs> um as I've been switching from med to med that this is not normal. And so I didn't like that. I kind of felt a little like, wait a minute, this, you know, I feel like I'm not getting the whole truth. And that started leading me down just a different path of where I was looking, okay, what else can I do other than medications, other than supplements? And, you know, I was just searching Google, whatever you do, you know, at two o'clock in the morning in college and came across like a high protein diet, I think was the initial thing I came across. And then I think I also came across like aspartame possibly being um, unhealthy for you. And at the time I was drinking like five or six Diet Cokes a day. So I was like, hmm, I should probably stop doing that. So went cold turkey on the Diet Coke, started actually eating more protein and not just like pasta and tomato sauce every day. And, um, That led me to realize that, okay, what I'm putting in my body actually affects how I'm thinking and how I'm uh, reacting to different, you know, environments and whatnot. And so, gosh, over the years, it was like all my focus became on nutrition. Like, what type of things can I eat? What, you know, health smoothies can I make? And in all this, I was not by any means... I was far from perfect. Like I was still drinking a ton and still like binge eating on like other snacks and like unhealthy things. It's just that I would try to have healthy things incorporated into my meals. Um, Like I remember I would cut back on sugar and it's like I would go to the bar and order like a vodka with like I would get like seven lemons around the rim because I didn't want to put sugar in there. But it's like, you know, no one wants to drink straight alcohol. And it's like that was my drink of choice with a little seltzer water. So, you know, it was just little steps here and there to try and get healthy. Um, but I never really focused on lifestyle that much. Like, like I said, I drank probably way too much in college, slept way too little. Um, but over a period of like seven years, so that's kind of fast forwarding into physical therapy school, um, I was able to get off my medications completely and just in time to take my physical therapy, like final exams without meds. So I, gosh, it's like I started working and I was feeling like pretty decent. Everything was, you know, going okay. I still did not feel like my brain is where I wanted it to be. So I saw a functional nutritionist and actually what spurred that was because I started having other weird stomach symptoms and it's like every morning I would feel like super nauseous and just headachey and terrible. And so she actually identified for me that all this like I was having this like health smoothie every morning and 
that was the cause of it because my body was not metabolizing sulfur well. And so she was like, you need to stop eating everything with sulfur in it, which is like kale, broccoli, eggs, you know, all these super healthy foods. And I literally like went home and was like, okay, get them all out of the fridge. And within 24 hours, like all my symptoms that I'd been having for months disappeared. And I was like, hmm, okay. There is like something to this individualized <laughs> guidance because I would have never figured that out on my own. And um, in integrating some of her tips, all of a sudden my like muscle aches and pains that I was having went away. And I was like, wait a minute, this is this is new too. Um, and I was just starting to realize that that was abnormal in the first place. I my whole life have had muscle aches and pains and joint pain and things like that. And it's like when you live with something, you don't realize it's not normal because that's all you know. Um, one of my clues to it not being normal was when I would ask people, you know, as a physical therapist, I would be like, okay, so, you know, you're in here for your knee. Like what else bothers you? People would be like, oh, nothing. It just, my knee hurts. And I'm like, how does nothing else hurt? <laughs> like <laughs> 10 things hurt on me at all times. You know, how is it possible? Like your back doesn't ache? Like they're like, no, like I'm fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, I would like push the question because I like did not believe people when they're like, nope, nothing else hurts. And I was like, huh? Okay. So anyways, that's tangent, but it was this realization that that's not normal. And all those symptoms kind of just disappeared as I cleaned up my diet um, and got this more individualized treatment. Um, and I could also work out normally too, because I would work out and the next day, like my legs would like literally give out. Like I like would risk falling up and down the stairs multiple times a day because my like legs would not support me. And I just always thought it was cause I was working out really hard and I was like, yeah, I'm just like that much of a badass that my uh, legs are giving out. But turns out that's also not normal to happen on a daily basis. So, and I could actually then started getting stronger cause I was just not really getting stronger. I was doing all these workouts, but never really making much progress. So all these things just started to, you know, piece together. I was kind of finally feeling I was like, like I was accomplishing my goals when in January, uh, 2013, I got into a major car accident and had a really bad concussion and that kind of just set everything back all over again. And I was diagnosed with post-concussive syndrome, which is basically when the doctors don't know what to do with you and you just continue having symptoms for longer than they expect. And they just keep telling you to like come back, take some medications and be like, oh yeah, it'll eventually go away. Or maybe it just won't ever go away and this is your new normal. And I was like, well, this isn't like, I'm not okay with that. So more researching started after that. And that got me into more of like the, the paleo world. I think it was, oh my gosh, I think at that time, Bulletproof Coffee was like just starting out. Like I feel like I found it on page 11 of the internet. And <laughs> um, that's, you know, when I became exposed to that and more like the primal paleo stuff. And I, gosh, during that time, not only was I using nutrition, but like I saw a naturopath, craniosacral therapist, acupuncturist, like I was doing neurobiofeedback, vision therapy. I think I did some shamanic healing, like all other kind of energy modalities, like a million things because I was not ready to accept that that was going to be my new normal. And I got a whole lot better. It took a full six months for me to get back to working full time. And even then it was it was too soon, but I didn't have any like disability or anything. So it's, I couldn't afford to not be working anymore. Um, 
you know, I was able to actually get board certified and take my exams while I was fully concussed and somehow passed. Um, but it was, it was a little bit of a rough patch. And, you know, gosh, I would have during that time, I just remember so many people saying things to me like, oh, yeah, like headaches or, oh, yeah, you feel foggy. Oh, it's Monday. I feel foggy, too. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, this is something different. And I feel like it really gave me a lot of exposure to this world of like when people don't believe your symptoms because they can't see it. Um, So that was really eye opening for me. Like even doctors, like you would, you know, tell people how you're feeling and they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's just normal. And I'm like, no, like I was normal before. Like this is this is not normal. And you're just sitting there trying to convince people that your symptoms are real. And I just, that was a really frustrating aspect of it all. But I mean, overall, I was still like a fairly functional, (laughs) functioning human being. I was working like you probably wouldn't know it. And actually during the time it was when my husband and I started dating um, more seriously. He was actually the one who picked me up from the car accident. I remember calling him and being like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm like can call him. I think he's like watching football right now. Like, I don't want to bother him. And I remember calling him being like, hey, I'm not really sure if we're at this point yet, but want to come pick me up. So that was actually what started. I don't know. I think that's, we were just kind of casually seeing each other before then, but that moved it into being more serious. Uh, anyways, but so, gosh, it was later that year then, as I was January and it was that, the end of that year that I started the nutritional therapy program because I was so inspired by like the, like the individualization of the treatment that I was getting from the functional nutritionist I was seeing and just really inspired by, addressing these symptoms that people, like the subclinical symptoms, the ones that the doctors didn't really see as needing to be addressed. I was like, somebody needs to help these people out. I was seeing it in my patients more and more that once I started experiencing it, I was like seeing it more in other people. And I was just realizing this need that was not there. So I found the NTA, the Nutritional Therapy Association, and uh, became an NTP. And that was just like a amazing, amazing experience. The program is fantastic. Um, And I was living in DC at the time. Um, We moved to Seattle. And at this time, most of my symptoms were, they were pretty good, but I was still having things like I could barely drive at night, like especially in Seattle in the rain, like at a really hard time judging distances and whatnot. And um, I ended up seeing this like chiropractic neurologist who was awesome. I went through this like week intensive with him where I would go in for like four or five hours a day and we did all these crazy things and that actually cleared up the rest of my symptoms for the most part so it basically got got me all back to like my baseline of okay my brain's still not functioning exactly where I want to be but now I'm at least back to my baseline of this all and so since then my focus has just been on like general health brain health and um starting to shift or at that time it was starting to shift towards wanting to be start a family and become a mom And in all that, I started really shifting away from this perfectionism that has to go along with nutrition. Um, I think a lot of times I was not seeing results and it'd be like, oh my God, it's because I ate that one, you know, thing that one day, or I didn't eat enough greens that one day. Like that's why I'm constantly failing and not getting better. And so I started shifting from finding that like this perfect food or supplement um, to just a more balanced whole body approach and a mind approach. Um, I think in all the therapies I was receiving, they were all really 
you know, kind of passive based, like, yeah, the vision therapy required me to do some exercises, but it was still, you know, mainly her doing things to me and leading it. And so in the past few years, I've really focused more mindset and my own, um, like very active participation in improving myself and my health. Um, because I feel like this is really untapped in so many people and just not addressed in many modalities. So I've been integrating this into my client sessions and the results have been awesome. And also like my own results have been awesome. And that's when I've really started to notice a shift. Um, so yeah, that brings me to where I am or like a few years ago. So then, you know, I became a mom <laughs> in the past year. Oh my gosh, we've had like a busy past few years. We bought a house, got pregnant a few months later, and then actually had a miscarriage and then um, got pregnant again, like just a couple weeks after that and had my son in April and that journey has been fantastic. My pregnancy was, I feel like overall amazing. I loved being pregnant. Um, everything went really well. I didn't have like most of the symptoms that people complain about. Uh, my worst thing was I actually had really bad. I like tell people, I was like, my pregnancy is awesome. My husband's like, what are you talking about? You're, like you complained every day about being in pain. And I'm like, yeah, but I expected that um, because I had a really bad uh, pubic symphysis dysfunction um, throughout the last, I was probably like, I think I got it maybe four or five months in. And that was totally brought on by me being stupid and doing really heavy lunches. <laughs> and so um, I feel like, I don't know, first, it's like I understand pain and I know pain. So it didn't, even though it bothered me on a daily basis, I don't know, I felt like I had control over it. So other than that symptom, everything went really, really well. And my birth was another story. I feel like that's an entire story in itself. Uh, so I won't go there right now, but I had a healthy happy baby and he is like the happiest baby you'll ever meet and he's so much fun it's been so much fun being a mom and so I've kind of taken a step back from my business and everything and just being a mom and now I'm starting to get back into things and that leads up to where we are today <laughs> so, sorry that was really long but no that was great I love that and my favorite part was when you talked about um how you kind of came away from perfectionism because I feel like that was my, and still is sometimes, I feel like I've been a perfectionist my entire life and do you want to be perfect in everything? And you judge then every little thing and you question every little thing. And, and I feel like that, that judgment and that concern in itself <laughs> leads to a lot of these, um, mental and other disorders of struggle that we often have. But I would like to hear, what is the best piece of advice you either received or you wish that you had received in becoming a mom? So I think it's actually like a combination of things. One, in reading, you know, going on Facebook groups and just reading people's experiences about things, I feel like I saw over and over and over that like people were disappointed because they had this expectation of what something would look like and it didn't turn out that way. And then I think my sister, who has three kids, told me probably multiple times, like, don't have expectations. Or, like, I would be like, oh, I want this to happen. And she just would laugh at me and be like, haha, yeah, right, you know. And so I think, you know, there wasn't, like, any one direct, like, you know, wise quote that was given to me. But I think 
the combination of her being like, okay, yeah, right. Like just stop having expectations. And then just seeing it over and over of these people, like really distraught in situations that I don't want to be like, we're in a big deal. Cause that's not true, but it's like, had they not had those expectations in the first place, it probably would have turned out so much different. So I just try not to have be, be too attached to any one outcome. I guess is is the piece of advice is don't be attached to any one outcome. I think you can plan for things, you know, you can have your ideal scenario, but don't count on it happening or come to terms that it might not actually happen. That's like the biggest struggle in my marriage. I might expect <laughs> my husband to empty the oh. dishwasher and he doesn't and I'm like disappointed. So yeah. I I love yeah. that. We were talking about being a mom. That's a huge issue in my marriage, too. My husband and I have actually talked about that quite a bit. Yes, I have way too many expectations of him. I'm getting better, though. As long as we're working for it. Exactly. What has the hardest part about being a mom been? I think not being able to just stop everything else that's happening around me. Um, like, I feel like so many things – like so many things are hard, but they're only hard because nothing else stops, you know, like crying baby. Yeah, that's really hard. But I don't know, to me getting up in the middle of the night multiple times and comforting him wouldn't be that big of a deal if like I didn't have to then get up and go to work the next day <laughs> or like, you know, go accomplish things or be on time for, you know, such and such appointment. So, yeah, I feel like that's the hardest part is just not having control of like anything out side of myself and my family and even when it comes to like the happy moments too like there'll be times where you know we're just playing and we're having a great time and I'm like oh crap we have to like get up and stop and go to this appointment you know and I wish I could just be like no pause like we're having a good time or he's still napping I can't wake him up yet um so it's just managing yeah myself and my relationship to the rest of the world (laughs) because sometimes I just want to live in a cave and you know be pretty happy about it (laughs) Yeah, just put the outside world on pause until you're ready yes. to move on. Exactly. So what is the best part? Gosh, the best part is just any moment where I can just be completely present with him and not worry about anything else. Um, like those moments where I'm just nursing him and he, oh my gosh, he's just so cute when he nurses and he just will have his like one little eye that's just like staring at me <laughs> and like he'll be playing with my necklace and, you know, I just give him a big smile and he'll just, like, stop and smile and, like, milk is, like, spilling out of his mouth. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, my God, it's just, oh, it just gets me every time. It's so cute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, any time I think we're, we're just we're just together and, I don't know, I just get to watch him grow and be fully present with him and just observe him. It's just awesome. I love that. We are going to move on to our last segment, our me time segment, and this is kind of how we're going to hold ourselves accountable to take care of ourselves. So Andrea, what have you been doing this week to take care of you? Uh, So in my story, I talked about being more active about things. And one thing that I have given advice to clients about, and now I have to admit that I do not do it myself or have not consistently done it myself is like journaling things. Um, I have read over and over and over and listened and heard it a million times that like journaling things, writing things down is completely different than just thinking them. And so actually in the past week or two, I have been starting to 
journal. I've just been doing nothing official. Like I literally have been doing just a brain dump. Um, gosh, it's, I should have written it down. It's called something specific. Expressive writing. Maybe, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. stolen from somewhere. It's like for, for like three pages, you just write whatever you want to write in the morning. Um, and I haven't even done it every morning, but I've been just trying to, when I get the chance and actually wake up before my baby does, it's just like writing literally whatever comes to my mind and, you know, knowing that no one's going to read it. I think I've had this fear that someone's going to find it and read it. And that's why I haven't written anything down. And I'm just trying to get over that and do that. How about Uh, you? I, well, first I want to say one of the things that helped me with writing was um, David Hanscom mentions expressive writing. And after you write it, you actually throw it or you throw it away. You rip it up and you throw it away. So the stress of somebody else reading it is completely gone. And I loved that because I like, it doesn't actually matter if it's legible or anything. Um, And it could be like a one minute you could do it for one minute or you can do it for 15. So I don't do it as often as I should. But what I'm doing to take care of myself is I love to read, but I have a really hard time finding the time to read or wanting to read, but I'm in the car all the time. So I bought an Audible membership. It was like a one-year sale, and I have been listening to all of the Harry Potters again. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) In the car, on the go. I set the sleep timer so I can listen right before I go to bed, and I don't have to have lights on or anything and it's been so enjoyable to hear these books that I read throughout my childhood again and um so I'm really loving it oh I love that and I love that you're like just listening to fiction (laughs) and and something that's not you know related to health or mindset or whatever it's like that time to just go and yeah yeah well, out. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And I've done so much nonfiction and I love podcasts. Obviously, that's one of the reasons we're doing this, but I needed a break for them. And I maybe just for the holiday season, I was just like, you know what? Let me get out of my own head and go to another magical world for a little bit. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we will be going over my story, and then we will start taking listener questions and guests. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. For more from me, Beth, head on over to featsofrealeats.com. For special updates that you don't get anywhere else, subscribe to my email list. You can find Andrea at www.lifelibertyhealth.com. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. Thank you so much for joining us.